Hello, and welcome back to the Self Healer Soundboard. On this week's episode, we want to take a moment to pause and reflect. Now, when we talk about reflecting, we're usually reflecting to do something, to reflect on our past, to learn something, to decipher something, to compare something, or maybe reflecting to celebrate something. And aside from all of the byproducts that come from reflection, we want to just stop at reflection itself and really the act of pausing and reflecting, which means pausing and really being conscious and intentional with our thoughts in that moment. I think a lot of times to speak to your point, Jenna, and actually a podcast conversation we have had in the past was around, you know, the action of pausing for celebration. And I think it's come to our attention after having a couple weeks with, you know, events or milestones, points at which people reflect. Um, I think it got me to thinking in general of just like we're talking about the the action of of hitting stop and how so many of us, and even myself included, we have we're living a life where we're literally going from one thing to the next. Um, and so whether or not we're stopping to celebrate or we're just stopping maybe to reassess or to acknowledge, I think to speak to your point, there's so much power in the pause and so very few of us do it. And I think it's so easy to just look ahead. And a lot of what we're talking about, of course, when we're talking about healing is looking toward a future that's different, though it is incredibly important to have those moments of of pause or of reflection of space, I think is the word I want to land on here of space, regardless again, of if we're celebrating or acknowledging, just having that moment of stopping is so incredibly important. Something you just said really stuck out to me that so many of us are looking at or envisioning a future that's different, which many of us do. I know I dream of a future that does look different than right now. I am content with what I've created in my present and I only want to continue growing and evolving. I also really honor that not at every point in my life have I been able to say I'm content with the present, though I have learned the power of really surrendering and accepting reality and the empowerment that then comes with that. Though when you're talking about, you know, always being fixated on that future, well, the future that we're thinking of is just a future version of ourselves within the present moment. A future doesn't exist if you can't actually be present with it. So I could assert that me being present with myself, with Nicole here, with all of you right now is me actually embodying and creating what my future self will be. For in reality, my future self, who I am right now, actually wasn't in existence just three minutes ago when we began recording this podcast. So it's that it's that small window that really happens all throughout the day from the moment we open our eyes to the moment we go to sleep. It's being present with ourselves, with anything that is, and with whatever comes up. Now, we've talked often about pausing, about resting. I know we did a podcast episode specifically on pausing to rest. And you can pause to do a lot of things. Pausing to be intentional or conscious is really just taking a moment to say, I'm going to witness myself. I'm going to be here in the present moment. I'm going to see my thoughts going through my mind. I'm going to feel my physical body. It's just taking a moment to really assess what 
is. And it's in that present moment in reflection that really our whole lives are born and our whole lives and reality are created. So aside from making any action in this reflection, we want to focus on reflection simply itself, the actual act of just pausing to reflect. Now, to reflect on anything, to simply be and be intentional with ourselves and our thoughts in that moment. I love actually what what I'm hearing in in you speaking and there's kind of a, a definition. I love definitions all wrapped up in there and we could really kind of equate reflection with a foundation of presence. And I really resonate with a lack of presence um, for a very long time. And what I mean when I say that is I have so many moments historically where I was always looking to some future event, right? This time in my calendar where I didn't quote unquote have anything to do so I could find peace or maybe this exciting birthday event coming up or plans I had over the weekend where I imagined I'd have a really great connected time with my friends or you know maybe it's a vacation that I know a lot of us live for. And what I saw kind of threaded through all of that is a lack or what I experienced, I actually should say, is a lack of that presence. Um, so come that event, that birthday party, that vacation, instead of being present and having whatever experience that was available, feeling excited, feeling connected or whatever it was I was expecting to feel, I was instead looking ahead. And I have so many childhood memories of counting down days to be on a vacation. Once I was on a vacation, counting down days of how much time I had left. Again, absence of presence. I wasn't actually in my body, in the moments of that vacation. So if we're going to expand, as I think it's really helpful, this definition of reflection to really incorporate presence, pausing to be present, again, whether or not it's to contemplate, to think of things in a deeper way, or to just be present to what's there and what's already available. That is the action of reflection that we're talking about here. Many of you who have been listening for a while or listened to any of our recent episodes these last few months may have heard a quote I've shared from my brother, Jacob, who died in November. And that quote is, the worth of our lives comes not by what we did or who we were, but by who we are. And I love this quote so much. One, yes, it because it is my brother, though, because I connect so profoundly with it that it isn't who we were before that that matters or that measures. It is who you are here right now, only in that present moment. Your life, your purpose, your power, your passion, all of it only exists in the present because the present is the only thing that is. We do spend a lot of our time in the past in our minds or with worry and anxiety of a projection of the future. Neither the past or the future are actually here. We do construct them around us when we're lost in our thinking mind and these circular thoughts about them. Though the only reality and existence is right here in the present moment. And as Nicole is sharing that, you know, vacation analogy, I think is a a really great one. And I think back, I almost cringe thinking back to so many past versions of me where 
you know, I thought I was so present because I loved everything around me and I really cherished it. Though the whole time I was doing something that I really loved, I was also so taken over by the anxiety of the countdown, of the <laughs> countdown to when it ended, whether it was a vacation, a phone call with someone I loved or sitting and being with someone I loved. You know, it's those moments where in a tumultuous situation, a minute can feel like a hundred hours. And then when you're flying high on a cloud, one minute can feel like a millisecond. And it's that anticipation. So as we're, we're talking here about reflection and reflection being grounded, you know, first and foremost in this action of being present or an action of, of being conscious, like you're saying, not being locked in the past or not being caught up in the future, what we're actually doing is we're now allowing ourselves the space to engage with the second action of reflection, which is thinking. As I'm sure those of you who've listened to past podcasts, I love to look words up and I was interested in what the many different definitions of reflection are. And one of the definition, according to Miriam Webster, is an act of thinking quietly. And so I got to thinking about thinking and thought, and we're really kind of differentiating here the repetitive autopilot thinking that most of us are stuck in, where we replay stories of our past, we project them into the anticipation about our future because that's all our mind can do. It only has what happened to us to use to create the narrative, the possibility of what could happen next. And I want to really make a distinction between that type of thinking that, again, most of us spend most of our time in and the act of thinking new thoughts of being in that state of consciousness where new thoughts are even possible, where we can even imagine showing up in a different way, again, creating that action toward that future that's different. I loved how you acknowledge the possibility that's present in every moment. We all so desperately want to get to this future that's different, yet we bypass the presence and the choices that we need to make differently in each moment to get there. And again, I really want to build on this definition of reflection, honoring not only presence, but really dis making that distinction between the type of thought that we're talking about. Repetitive narratives about our past that we paint into the future is only going to create more of the same. The type of thinking that we're trying to embody in this act of reflecting is new thoughts, creating new ideas and actually giving us the space and opportunity to live into those as new choices. And before you get to, you know, reflecting and creating new thoughts, you're also just going to stop at reflecting period. And that might mean actually just being present for the first time and taking a backseat to be witness to the thoughts that you are having. That's self-witnessing. That's the act of becoming conscious, of building conscious awareness to the present moment. We do have these, all of these auto thoughts that run through our minds all day long. A lot of us aren't even aware of them, though they do, they drive us. They drive the things we say, the things we do, the way we talk, what we wear, how we act, our behaviors, our patterns, all of it. So you can imagine something so powerful that runs all of these things that make up who we are outwardly to the world. Well, when we're not conscious of that or even aware of them and we're just kind of going through this system, it also makes a lot of sense why so many people get to, you know, 30, 40, 50, 20s even and are like, wow, I, I don't know myself. I have 
I have no idea who I am. What do you mean the thoughts in my head aren't me? Well, you aren't the thoughts that you are thinking. You are the thinker of your thoughts. You are the observer of your thoughts. And one of the best practices to ease into this, one of the most necessary and crucial practices actually, is the act of becoming a self-witness, of becoming conscious. So of first taking a moment to say, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pause and do this great thing you guys are talking about <laughs> reflection. Well, before I start reflecting and creating new thoughts, let me just pause. Maybe it, that means you set your alarm for two minutes or, or, or your timer, an alarm on your phone, maybe to actually follow through and do this practice and then set a timer for two minutes or five minutes, or maybe even just one minute and let yourself just sit. Notice any thoughts that do float through your mind. You might imagine them as a cloud floating through your mind or as a leaf floating down a stream of water. Whatever thoughts do come in, try to watch yourself observing them. Don't judge them, shame them, try and change them. If you notice yourself having a thought and then judging or shaming or critiquing yourself for having said thought, also just allow that. Just become and embody a space of allowing to just be. That's the actual act of presence itself. From there, when you're able to just be and really sit back to witnessing the fact that you are this greater, powerful being that does have thoughts, though you aren't actually the thoughts, you are the one thinking those thoughts. When you can become that observer and really begin to separate your thoughts, that practice, a consistent practice of that is what will allow you to ease into then being a conscious curator of those new thoughts. Now, I see this greatly with myself and just how autopilot so many thoughts are, especially coming from a very, we'll say a violent and chaotic and abusive childhood in many ways. Anytime I walk through the kitchen, even to this day, if I see a knife laying out on the counter, if I see anything that looks sharp or, you know, would be in some kind of horror movie or could be scary or used as a weapon in any way, I walk by it no matter how present and grounded I am. And I watch all of these major thoughts creep in of worst case scenario. I actually go, I will take all of the knives off our counter and go put them in the sink every time. I don't know if you notice this. I'll always put them away because... I don't want that thought. I'm not choosing to have that thought, though I can see it's so programmed in me. There is such a deep-seated fear that even as I'm going through a day in, you know, a moment that is my highest self or embodying some joy, there is this thought that just races in. Now, my awareness of that thought, that's the whole reason I'm sharing that with you, is because I can see that thought happening. And I'm only able to have the awareness of it and to see that it's not me. It actually comes in like a red flag and I'm like, ooh, okay, that's that's something for you to really look at and still work on there that this creepy thought of fear still sneaks in because it's so programmed inside of you. Because in childhood, that was something to trust. You know, I saw something that looked potentially violent or fearful. I knew to steer clear or to make a plan. I used that for survival. Well, 
I didn't grow out of that mechanism. It very much still stayed with me. And now it no longer serves me. I'm not in that same environment and I am safe. And it's my practice in these moments of presence that allows me to peel back and witness those thoughts happening so that when I do sit in moments of reflection, I can see those thoughts and I'm able over time to create new ones, to accept the ones that do float through and kind of put them on a back burner and say, you know what? I know where you come from. I have a lot of love and compassion for the fact that you're there. You once served a purpose. Now I'm going to put you in the passenger seat or I'm going to put you in the back seat. And I, Jenna, am going to be here and present to allowing you and then also choosing the redirection of the thoughts that I want. I'm genuinely only one thought away always from having an entirely different experience though that doesn't happen the first time around. It comes with consistent practice of regulating, of grounding, and even being open to the possibility that I can create a new experience. I really appreciate you sharing that example, Jenna, because I think it really illustrates kind of the whole evolution of this journey, right? Beginning in that really reactive space where most of us are locked in our autopilot, not even aware that we can be an active participant, that we can have that space for this new moment of conscious reflection, which again, over time gives us the opportunity to be that active participant by making a new choice. Most of us start very reactive, very disempowered, and very much feeling like we are victim to the circumstances around us because in a very real way, we are. The world is happening and we don't yet have the space to intervene. We don't have the presence. We don't have the practice of this reflection. And in very many ways, as most of the tools that we explore here and in our membership, the Self Healer Circle, what we're talking about is all of these tools becoming a living practice. Um, healing really is a journey of embodiment of this practice that we're discussing today of reflection, because we could build those moments of, of reflection in any moment in any day. Because simply what that means is being conscious to ourselves. Being conscious when the thoughts come spiraling, when the feelings happen in our body, the sensations, when we feel compelled to say or do whatever it is that we always feel com compelled to say or do, yet over time, very gradually, again, in that reflective space, we can gift ourselves with that moment, that possibility to do something new, to make a new choice, to be in our own full presence. That might be the choice that many of you, after listening to this episode, begin to make for yourself just finding those moments of reflection through your day to the extent that over time, you can just like you beautifully described, Jenna, become a living reflection, become a space to be in your body, having these experiences and still being able to, as an active participant, choose what happens next. And that's really the only time that this change or healing or transformation occurs is in the actual act of doing it. So as you say, finding that space in your day, finding space in your day, 
please hear this, means creating space in your day. There is not in your day, in your schedule, in your busy life, a pre-existing time slot up there awaiting you to sit down and reflect and meditate or be present. That's not real. That doesn't exist until you decide to make it so. You are your own best healer. You are your own best teacher. You are the one that declares who you are. You are the one that declares who you are going, and you are the one responsible for the follow-through or not, and the action or the inaction of getting to the place that you want to be. And the getting to, that future that we're all striving to get to, that getting to happens right here in the now. So we've talked about all of the things that could come up, you know, as a byproduct of reflection or why to reflect, because it's a powerful space for us to witness ourselves and then to create new thoughts. Well, that's just our take. That's what's come up for us in reflection. For you, a whole vast array of things that we haven't even mentioned might come to surface. We'd love to hear about them. So definitely drop them in the comments, drop your feedback, whatever's coming up for you. Um, and by comments, I mean specifically on YouTube. We do record this as a video with closed captions also on YouTube. And of course, we also love hearing your feedback and reviews on all other places, though. We love engaging and interacting with you guys specifically on YouTube. So while we're talking about this space of reflection, before you attach any agenda or make any to-do list for yourself about what to think about, just carve out and create the space for you to reflect. The beautiful thing that will happen is each of you are going to have different thoughts rise to the surface. Every thought that comes is just feedback. You might sit in a space of reflection, which just means being present, being present to the thoughts that are being present with your breath, being here in the present moment. You might find that there's a, a need for a celebration. Maybe you're reflecting on the past and there's a lot of joy or celebration in you that hasn't yet been acknowledged. Maybe there's reflection for something that you've done that didn't feel complete. Maybe there's a communication that isn't complete. Maybe there's something that you feel regretful or guilty for. There's some emotions for you to, to work through and to look at, or maybe there's something to learn from in reflection. There's so many different things that are going to come up uniquely for each person. I know for me, even the idea of an episode of reflection came from realizing that this past weekend, so when you guys are listening to this episode, it will have been a couple weeks, but this past weekend, end of April, April 30th, May 1st, was one year that Nicole, Lolly, and myself have officially been together in a relationship that we've been here and together for many years. Um, and it also coincided with launch of our self-healer circle that we do every May 1st. So I'm thrilled about, you know, our relationship and, and things in general, though I realized just how huge kind of that milestone or that marker was and how unaware I was to it. You know, it was floating through my mind on my agenda and my to-do list of, oh yeah, cool, that day. And then it just flowed into everything else. And I really got clear on, oh, if I don't actually you know, make space to acknowledge that or carve out that time or make space to even reflect. I'm doing that same thing that I'm acknowledging to you guys leaves me feeling stuck and disempowered, which is going through life on that autopilot, 
not being present. And it really gave me an opportunity to reflect back. I mean, on the last few years for sure, but even just narrowing down the window to this past year, we have done and created so much personally and professionally this past year that thinking about it, I mean, it gives me chills. It's overwhelming in a sense. And I am so proud of it. I'm still on an ongoing journey and of course, still discovering and still learning. And it feels like lately in each day, in each moment, there's so much to unpack. Like there's so much that happens to process. You get so many years into a healing journey and think you kind of hit this cruise control and then one slight variable changes and suddenly you are like up against a brick wall again. And everything seems to be new because everything is new. When you are present you get to experience yourself always evolving and changing and being new. The Jenna that I am now literally is not the same person that started the beginning of this episode. And I know I give those references very often to you guys, but it's it's because it's so, for me, so refreshing and so powerful to know that all of my life, the the choice of my life, the creation of my life literally resides in the palm of my hand and is chosen and expressed by my choice in the present moment. And if we never give ourselves those times to reflect, to, to simply allow thoughts to arise, to ask ourselves, you know, what's here in this moment of being present? What do I feel? What do I need? Then we will continue to go through all of our lives on that autopilot where suddenly, you know, we've been together for 25 years and none of it's been acknowledged along the way because no one was ever present. I think what I'm, what I'm hearing and a really beautiful, if we really want to kind of hammer this conversation down as we're getting ready to end here, right? Life happens in the present moment. I couldn't help but kind of repeating when I was listening to you talk all of life that we miss out on when we don't have this space for reflection. It really is embodying the experience of being a human being. Yes, we're in a body, right? Yes, we have access to this very powerful mind, though we are that undescribable thing, that entity, that energetic being, that consciousness. We are something far beyond what we can even really even measure with science. So that's where life happens. And until we really begin to make the choice to build in these pauses, which give ourselves the moment to reconnect with that being through this action of reflection, the large majority of us are missing life. That's why we wake up 25, 30 years later and don't know who we are, like you were saying earlier aren't really fully embracing the life that we're living again, because we're not fully living and we're not going to do that unless we begin to create this new habit, this practice, because we're a human doesn't mean that we're a conscious being in every moment and doesn't mean that to set that expectation for yourself either, you know, learning how to find that conscious space, how to build in those moments of reflection, knowing that there will be moments where we are lost in thought, that autopilot is there, those reactions are really powerful, yet over time, we can empower ourselves to always make that choice to create that space of reflection. So what we're really talking about here, and 
why we come and show up week after week for this podcast is to give us all that space to have these conversations, to begin to, in a lot of ways, what you hear Jenna and I do week after week on this podcast is we're reflecting, right? Reflecting back to you our thoughts, our ideas, and our experiences on whatever topic it is that we're exploring. Because again, we are on this journey as well. How to be an embodied human means how to learn to live life with this space for reflection, because that is the incredible being that we all are. And that's that difference in reflection of of being present and choosing to reflect versus being taken over by the power of our thoughts that are all intertwined in our past and recreating our past. Sure, you might reflect on your past, though in an act of conscious reflection, you're doing it from a different space, from a different embodiment. We are human beings and we are so used to knowing ourselves as human doings who just do, 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 do. And I think collectively we're really witnessing and feeling, I'd imagine for anyone listening or watching, you also feel it, which is why you're here. We are shifting into a really powerful universal connection of that greater being, of that beingness in general, which is why everything when we talk about the work comes back to being. It comes back to actually embodying the work. We are all really smart people. We are oversaturated with the stuff that we know, yet so few of us actually apply and integrate what we know. And that application, that integration, that action, that's the work. That's the tricky part, the challenging part, because that's the new part is the actual being of it. And sometimes the being means not doing anything. Being is just being here and being present to whatever is, which means being present to possibility, allowing possibility, allowing newness, new thoughts, new occurrences, new relationships, new everything to even come forth. If you don't believe something is possible, it's not going to happen because you don't believe it. My brother told me this actually, um, that I want to share with you quickly before we end. The word impossible actually literally says I'm possible. And I love that because it reminds me that anything I think is impossible literally is joking and laughing kind of back in my face very sneakily being like, oh, no, I'm possible. I'm actually here and possible. When you begin to believe that, that is the life then you will create into where anything is possible. If it comes out of your mouth, if you embody it, you then can become it. And all of that only happens here in the present. So as we sit in reflection and in presence with you all, even with this podcast, we've been around episode 38. Thanks for gone of season two. We're already almost into the forties of season two, which is just wild to see even how much this has grown and evolved. And we could skip right over all of that and skip over all the feedback that there is to learn from just the experience of it. If we never took time to pause and reflect. So we hope that this creates a space for you to take the action to create and make the time for you to 
sit in presence with yourself and sit and reflect on whatever that may be. Just sitting and being and being here in the present versus all of the doing that we're so used to. That's really the goal and the hope of this episode is for us to just all take a collective pause and reflect and to hear from one another what comes up for you in your own reflection. We would love to hear what that is in the comments and space below. And as always, looking forward to being with you all on the next episode.